Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Consumer Review Report. I'm Diane Rebecca here on WMCK.FM Internet Radio. Well, here we are, another week, and I hope you got through the week without any product or service mishap. Or maybe there is a product or service that you cannot stop talking about. Why don't you let me know by emailing me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. Also, if you have any ideas of any products or services you would like to hear about on the show, you can email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. Again, I'm on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesports. All righty, so here we are, another show. Um, later in the show, <clears throat> we're going to be talking about the Impossible Burger. I don't know how many people have heard about the Impossible Burger. Our first um, inkling that this has existed was when me and my husband went to Burgatory, uh, the one in Homestead. It is a burger chain, I guess. They're in Murraysville, I believe. And uh, when we sat down, a waiter came over and said, have you ever been here before? And we said, no. And he said, um, well, let me tell you how it works, which puzzled us because we're like, well, you know, isn't this a restaurant? Don't you order stuff? But then he proceeded to explain that you can order a custom burger. You can pick whatever, you know, bun you want, toppings, um, sauces, rubs, and uh, on and on it goes. So, uh, oh, okay. So we, but then he said, but unfortunately we are out of the impossible burger. And we're like, okay. And um, so we didn't really ask what it was, but we just told him, well, we're probably not sad about that. We just want good old beef. So we'll go ahead and talk about that later in the show. Uh, We'll go over, like, how is it made? Um, And then we have a a review from CNET, uh, and it's called Trying Burger King's Impossible Whopper. So I guess they have now uh, incorporated this Impossible Burger into their menu. And then we have a doctor that reviews meatless burgers, and not just the Impossible Burger, but... There's a Beyond Burger, and I guess there's others out there, but they're not exactly veggie burgers. And some time ago, I did a show on uh, a meat that is created like in the laboratory. And I think this might be what this is. But before we go into our main subject for today, let's go over some recalls. Uh, Let's see, let me call up the page here. Okay. Alrighty, here we go. Uh, let's see, where are we? We're at G- Generation Brands. Alright, Generation Brands recalls glass pendant light fixtures due to risk of injury. The small glass pendant light fixtures can detach from their electrical cord, causing the fixture to fall unexpectedly 
posing a risk of injury from impact. Uh, the, now these are all consumer product recalls. Uh, Polaris recalls RZR recreational off-highway vehicles due to crash and injury hazards. The brakes can fail, posing crash and injury hazards. Polaris recalls recreational off-highway vehicles due to crash hazard. An incorrectly wired chassis harness can cause an incorrect throttle control signal to the electric drive motor, which can cause the vehicle to accelerate unexpectedly, posing a crash hazard. Apple recalls three-prong wall plug adapters included in World Travel Adapter Kit due to risk of electric shock. The three-prong AC wall plug adapters can break and expose the metal portion of the adapter, posing an electric shock risk. Later on, there was a recent uh, recall we'll talk about. Uh, Apple recalls older generator Mac uh, machines, and I will go into that after we go through these recalls. Extreme Outdoor Products recalls climbing sticks due to fall hazard and risk of serious injury. The climbing sticks can break due to a bolt failure on the center step, posing a fall hazard and a risk of serious injury. Cushy Form recalls folding mattress due to violation and federal mattress flammability standard. These are sold exclusively at Amazon.com. The mattress fails to meet the mandatory federal flammability standard for mattresses posing a fire hazard. Target recalls toddler boots due to choking hazard. The unicorn horn on the rain boot can detach, posing a choking hazard to young children. Amazon recalls Amazon basic ceramic space heaters due to fire and burn hazards. The heaters can overheat, posing a fire and burn hazard. Hayward Industries recalls pool heater vent kits due to carbon monoxide poisoning hazard. The recalled vent kits installed on gas pool heaters are not the proper size and can allow carbon monoxide to leak, posing a CO poisoning hazard to consumers. And then, uh, Mares recalls buoyancy compensation vest due to drowning hazard. The deflation button can come unscrewed and result in loss of buoyancy posing a drowning hazard. American Honda recalls recreational off-highway vehicles due to crash and injury hazards. The throttle pedal can stick in the open position posing crash and injury hazards. Home Meridian recalls corner curio cabinets due to tip over and entrapment hazards. These are sold exclusively at Haverty's. The recalled curio cabinets are unstable if they are not anchored to the wall, posing serious tip over and entrapment hazards that can result in death or injuries to children. Hunter Fan recalls Brunswick three and four light ceiling fans due to shock hazard. The light kit wires can be damaged, posing an electric shock hazard to the consumer. HE Industrial recalls electric 
garage heaters due to fire hazard. The heating element can overheat, posing a fire hazard. Honeywell recalls Gamewell FCI and Notifier photoelectric smoke sensors sold with fire alarm systems due to failure to alert of a fire. The photoelectric smoke sensor can malfunction and cause the fire alarm system to fail to alert occupants in commercial buildings of a fire. And the last one on the consumer product recall list, Renee's recalls women's beach cover-ups due to violation of federal flammability standard. The women's beach cover-up fails to meet the flammability standards for clothing textiles posing a risk of burn injuries to consumers. Now, if you are concerned that you have any of the products that I just mentioned, you can go to www.recalls.gov look at the list click on the link that you are concerned about it will tell you everything you need to know if you do have that product and what to do what websites to visit what phone uh, numbers to call and um, what you're supposed to do with the defective product all right so on to the meat and poultry products now we haven't had the fda recalls for a while foods medicines and cosmetics because uh I was trying to call them or I was trying to call that up on the website and it kept telling me down for system maintenance but we do have one FDA recall and we'll talk about that later but on to the FSIS recalls which is food safety inspection service uh, we start with table 87 table 87 frozen LLC recalls pork pizza products produced without benefit of inspection they're recalling approximately 649 pounds of frozen pizza products that contain pork that were produced without the benefit of federal inspection. Tyson Foods Incorporated recalls ready-to-eat chicken fritter products due to possible foreign matter contamination. Uh, they were recalling approximately 190,757 pounds of ready-to-eat chicken fritter products and they may be contaminated with some hard plastic. Taylor Farms Illinois Inc. recalls bacon quiche products due to misbranding and undeclared allergens. They are recalling approximately 51 pounds of cheese and bacon quiche products due to misbranding and undeclared allergens. Pasture Raised Foods LLC recalls raw whole poultry products produced without benefit of inspection. Here's a number, another uh, table, 87 frozen. LLC recalls pork and beef pizza products. So that's still going on. Um, that's the same one as we just read. Ruid's Foods products recalls bacon breakfast wrap products due to possible foreign matter contamination. CNS Wholesale Grocers recalls meat and poultry products due to possible temperature abuse during transport at two stores in New York. Uh, wholesale Grocers, uh, located in Westfield, Massachusetts, is recalling an undetermined amount of ready-to-eat and not ready-to-eat meat and poultry products due to temperature abuse during transport. Uh, which may have resulted in the growth of spoilage organisms organisms or pathogens all right so that will do it for our recalls from www. 
recalls.gov, but I have some other recalls to mention. Uh, as I was saying before, Apple recalls older generation. Why is that coming up? Okay. I got to close all these windows. Okay, Apple recalls older generation 15-inch MacBook Pro over fire risk. The voluntary recall is for the 15-inch MacBook Pros sold between September 2015 and February 2017. This recall was written about uh, June 20th, so a couple days ago. Um, They are saying that they are recalling them because batteries uh, could catch on fire. And they're voluntary recalling them. Uh, they said they're not recalling the recent models that have USB-C uh, or a touch bar. Uh, let's see. Apple says that other MacBooks, including the 13-inch Pro from the same period, are not at risk. Uh, in the announcement, Apple says that the computers contain battery that may overheat and pose a safety risk, uh, adding that it is asking customers to stop using affected 15-inch MacBook Pro units. And so the company has set up a website for users to check their serial numbers to determine if their device is affected. Those who have a battery in need of service can get it replaced by Apple or one of its authorized service providers for free. Well, that's not bad, huh? And so just yesterday, Apple announced they would be offering repairs at nearly 1,000 Best Buy locations. Replacing the battery, however, may take one to two weeks with the company advising users to make sure to back up their data first. All right, so there you go. And the other recall I wanted to talk about, this is an FDA recall. Alma Pack voluntarily recalls frozen blackberries due to possible health risk of norovirus. Now, I have put these two recalls on my Facebook page at Consumer Review Report um, because the brand names under these these blueberries is Great Value and Tipton Grove. And as you know, Great Value is a Walmart brand. So this is what is um, affected. And so... I have the picture on my Facebook page if you're concerned that you got these frozen blueberries and they are Great Value or Tipton Grove brand names. So they're frozen blackberries and frozen mixed berries that are affected by this voluntary uh, recall. Let's see if they have any other information that you might uh, need to know. Just know that norovirus is a highly contagious virus Uh, Consumption of product contaminated with norovirus may cause acute onset of symptoms, uh, you know, like severe nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. Uh, Less common symptoms are low-grade fever, chills, headache, muscle aches, and fatigue. Although uh, most symptoms end within 48 hours, the elderly, young children, and immune-compromised people may develop prolonged or more severe symptoms. So it's a 16-ounce Great Value Frozen Blackberries or 12-ounce Tipton Grove Frozen Mixed Berries. And the retailer for, of course, the Great Value is Walmart. Tipton Grove is a -a Save-A-Lot retailer. So if you've gotten any of these from Walmart or Save-A-Lot, 
check check uh, your packages. Um, no illnesses have been reported to date in connection with this recall. Um, impacted retailers have removed these products from store shelves, and the FDA and the company continue to investigate the source of the issue. So consumers who have purchased the products are urged to destroy or urged to return them to the place of purchase for a full refund. So just be on the lookout for that. Let me see if they have a date on this. Yeah, June 20th. So that's when they decided on the recall. Alrighty. So let's go ahead and move on to our impossible burger subject. Now, after we left the burgatory, I didn't think much about the Impossible Burger. And then in J- the June 12th issue of Wall Street Journal, there was an article. Uh, it was entitled, The Impossible Burger is Hot. Pity the Veggie Burger. This r- was r- written by Heather Haddon in the Wall Street Journal. And so here, here they say, Jordan Brunel has a beef with veggie burgers. They can taste like they're good for you. Mr. Brunel was miffed when his local fat burger restaurant ran out of the new Impossible Burger meatless patties. See, that that's what Burgatory also had that problem that they didn't have any to offer us. Not that we were sad about it, but, <laughs> you know, they must, have ran, they must not be able to make them fast enough. But they are meatless patties intended to look and taste like real meat. And then the guy from Fat Burger had to settle for a Boca burger, typically made from wheat and soy instead. Uh, the Morning Star and Boca options are fine, but they seem like they're trying to be too healthy. And that is not what you're looking for when you have a burger, said Mr. Bernal, 34, a Los Angeles-based communications consultant. He compared newer meatless options to craft beer and older ones to Budweiser. For decades, veggie burgers showed up on menus and at barbecues as an alternative for those who uh, didn't want any meat. Uh, now, startups, Impossible Foods Inc. and Beyond Meat Inc. are adding their high-tech imitation meat, which is chewier and some of which bleeds to thousands of restaurants and grocery stores. So, you know, uh, some time ago I did do a show on meat that was generated in a lab and they kind of told you you know sort of told you how they did it well i have a video clip here from youtube it's called the strange science of the impossible burger and i had also had a video clip from the uh, meat that was generated in the lab in the laboratory uh, that was also by wired Um, Wired is a monthly American magazine published in print and online editions that focus on how emerging technologies affect culture, the economy, and politics. So let's take a listen at this video clip and see the strange science of the Impossible Burger. The future of food looks like this. It's a new operation run by a company called Impossible Foods that's churning out something that looks, feels, tastes, and smells like ground beef. Hell, it even bleeds like a medium-rare burger. But this patty is actually all plant, a product of genetic engineering. 
It's the first step in an effort to take on the multi-billion dollar meat industry. You won't be disappointed in these steaks, ma'am. It's hard to overstate the magic of a traditional burger. The taste, for one, but also the smell and texture. That's thanks to lots of different kinds of proteins. Most importantly, myoglobin, which contains something called heme. That's the taste of iron you get. When you're cooking a piece of meat, what happens is the protein that's carrying the heme, myoglobin and muscle, opens up, the heme comes out, and catalyzes a bunch of reactions that create the volatile compounds that really give that smell, that flavor, that makes meat so compelling. Your traditional veggie burger can't get the taste anywhere near right, because they ain't got that heme. But plants contain globin molecules just like animals do. Specifically of interest to impossible foods is the root of the soy plant, which contains leg hemoglobin. This helps ferry oxygen around. It also contains that magical heme. But the amount of soy roots these scientists would need in order to produce enough heme would be outlandish. And the more efficient approach that we came up with was to uh, engineer a, a yeast and uh, have that produce uh, very high quantities of that heme. What Impossible Foods has invented is a tiny heme machine. And with meat-free heme, it has the foundation of a stunning imitation of a beef burger. So let's find out how they do it. This is where we really try to understand what makes meat meat, test each of the kind of key parameters. Impossible is trying to isolate and then recreate as many meat-like components as they can. And this machine is helping them do it. So what I have in front of you is a gas chromatogram mass spectrometer. What this does is allows for us to be able to take a sample, so say a beef sample, put it in here, we'll move this sample. We have a nice little robot that'll take that sample and move it into a cooker. So then we could cook this sample at whatever temperature we want to understand what flavors are generated upon cooking. So those aromas, again, is what creates the flavor of meat. So we will now have kind of a fingerprint of every single aroma that is in beef. And then we can say, how close is the Impossible Burger? Where can we make improvements and iterate to identify how to make each of those particular flavor compounds? The other part that's really important in the, a burger or all meats is the textural component. What are the things that are driving texture in meat? Those are proteins, and we want to characterize those particular proteins. Then as we identify what those particular proteins' properties are, we go and look in plants for plant proteins that have those same properties. And then behind me, I have Michelle, who's one of our scientists who really takes each of those individual proteins and characterizes it, understands, is it stretchy? How much tensile strength does it have? How much water does it hold? And by characterizing each of those particular proteins, we then understand how it will behave in our particular burger. So it all comes down to these ingredients, which include the heme, wheat protein for texture, and coconut as a stand-in for fat. Add them all together, and it starts to look more and more like a beef patty. The result is a meatless burger that's so convincing, it may as well be meat. All right, pretty impressive. We even asked our resident chef to give it a taste. So it's really simulating that juicy center layer that you would get in a nice mid-rare burger. So on, you can see on the outside, we've got that nice golden crust, but in the center it's still bloody and rare. Except this time, 
It's plants doing the bleeding. So let's see how it tastes. Okay. Wow. That is a lot better than I thought it would be. Wow. So why does a veggie burger need to bleed? Because this isn't targeted to vegetarians and vegans. It's designed to convert meat eaters. Okay, so it's good, sure. But is this engineered food safe? The thing is, while humans eat plenty of soy, they don't typically eat the roots, which is where you'd find this leg hemoglobin. So this is a brand new ingredient in the food supply. While the company isn't required by law to report its use of a new ingredient to the FDA, it did so voluntarily with soy leg hemoglobin. But the FDA determined that Impossible Foods had not yet presented sufficient evidence for the agency to recognize it as safe. However, that is not to say the FDA determined that leg hemoglobin is unsafe. And Impossible Foods says it's had experts confirm the meatless meat is perfectly fine to consume and found no adverse effects in a rat feeding study. It is structurally similar to proteins that we consume all the time. But critics say the FDA's objections warrant further testing of the Impossible Burger. In the meantime, the company is scaling its production from 300,000 to 1 million pounds a month. At the end of the day, meat production is flat out inefficient. And as our population expands, we're going to need more sustainable foods to meet the demand. So the Impossible Burger is just the beginning of a new breed of high-tech eats. And you know what they say, if it bleeds, it leads. All right, so that gives you a little bit of background on how the Impossible Burger is made. And it's not out of vegetables. It's uh, designed to convert meat eaters to eating an imitation of meat. And so later on, we'll have a video clip on trying Burger King's Impossible Whopper. Uh, that, that'll be a review. And then uh, Doctor Reviews Meatless Burgers, Impossible Burgers, uh, uh, Beyond Burgers, and more. So we'll see, uh, we'll get their take on how they, f uh, you know, compare it to regular meat. But in the meantime, I have another video clip on Top 10 Untold Truths of the Impossible Burger. This is from Babbletop. Um, they are a website uh, that discusses all things food. And they had 14,000 viewers and they only posted it three weeks ago, so I said, well, let's see what they have to say. So let's take a listen. The Impossible Burger invades Chicago. How does the idea of sinking your teeth into a burger made from 100% plant material sound? If you've ever eaten veggie burgers in the past, then the thought alone of revisiting such a nightmare has to send shivers down your spine. But don't fear, there's a new plant-based burger on the market, and it's called the Impossible Burger. And it very well could change the way the iconic hamburger is eaten forever. So let's discover the top 10 untold truths of the Impossible Burger. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, the Impossible Burger contains absolutely no meat. This is 
psycho beef. Anyone who has ever eaten an Impossible Burger can't believe the fact that there's no meat whatsoever inside it. The shape and texture of the patty itself closely resemble meat. It contains things such as both wheat and potato protein for texture. The fat in the burger comes from soybean and coconut oil. Konjac and xanthan work as binding agents to keep all of the burger intact. No one can say that the Impossible Burger isn't processed food. It's highly processed, but of all natural ingredients. Still, it is a processed piece of food that some people will shy away from because of that. Though most people who stop in their favorite fast food restaurants rarely care if their gut bomb of a meal has been made in a laboratory or has come straight from the farm. And there's an old saying on the farm, if it doesn't scare the cows, who cares? The chicken nugget you crave has been put through a process that probably makes the Impossible Burger look like farm-to-table dining. There is no way to make a meatless burger that isn't highly processed. Anything that comes from nature is not going to look anything close to meat. This shouldn't be too much of a concern for those who are eating a meal at a fast food restaurant. After all, almost everything on the sandwich is highly processed. Did you know the onions on a McDonald's cheeseburger are dried and reconstituted? So even the vegetables at these fine establishments are processed to the hilt. What about the so-called cheese on cheeseburgers? Let's not even talk about that. Well, I can picture the cheese, but, uh... It has as much protein as meat. Say... Say... What? Meat eaters always wonder how vegetarians get enough protein. The common mistake many people make is thinking that meat is the only thing on planet Earth that contains protein. Which is amazing, because why aren't you dead from protein deficiency? The fact of the matter is, there's plenty of sources of protein out in Mother Nature. Beans, nuts, and seeds are full of protein, as are other plant-based foods as well. If you're worried about your meatless burger lacking in protein, then don't. It has as much protein as the burgers that you've been enjoying that move before being put on a bun. I am relieved. The Impossible Burger is also chock full of iron. <laughs> How ironic. How many times did you sit down to a meal of liver as a child because your mom said it was rich in iron? Never. It looks like something else is also a great source of iron, and it's these meatless burgers. It's all because of something called heme, and it's what gives the burger its meaty taste. That craving for meat you might feel is usually just a craving for the iron and protein found in meat. And that craving is fulfilled by the heme molecule. If you're low on iron, you may want to skip the liver and have yourself one of these impossible burgers. It'll definitely taste better. It tastes so good. I think I'd like to try it a second time. It oozes like real beef. That's not true! That's improbable! Anyone who has ever cooked a hamburger knows how it reacts to the heat. The same thing happens when an Impossible Burger is cooked. It too has fat that oozes out from it. You may be surprised to learn that there is even something that looks like blood that comes out of the burger too. Don't worry, it's not actual blood. What is the stuff that's seeping out of the burger while it's being cooked? Have a guess. Klingon butt wine. It's that heme stuff again. The same stuff that's filled with iron is also what makes the burger look like it's bleeding. If you were wondering what the fat coming out is, it's coconut oil. They made sure to think of everything when it comes to making sure the burger fries up just like one made from meat. The importance of the ooze factor is more than just eye candy for the person cooking the burger. The way the fat dissipates from the burger itself is a vital factor in the overall eating experience. The makers of the Impossible Burger have done this to mimic how ground beef feels when you're eating. 
eating it. A good burger is juicy, and the juices from the meat go throughout your mouth while chewing it. Some of that flavor comes from fat that's inside the meat itself. If the burger didn't have the fat, then it wouldn't be possible to come across as anything at all like real beef. While it may be healthier to have a fat-free burger, it wouldn't taste good, and selling it would be next to impossible. Uh, really? What? Hi! This meatless burger requires much less water. Animal farming is using an amount of water that could fill San Francisco Bay every day. We've all heard about the droughts in places like California and the impact they have on the farming industry as a whole. Did you know that it takes about 1,800 gallons of water to produce one pound of beef? That's an incredible amount of water for places that have had issues with a lack of rainfall. Each pound of Incredible Burger requires about 75% less water than beef. Climate change is going to wreak all kinds of havoc on the amounts of rainfall areas receive. It won't be uncommon for wet, lush areas to soon become dry as a bone. People need to eat regardless of the weather conditions, and alternatives that require less water are going to be required. <laughs> nah, we came back to sue you all for completely ruining the planet. Water isn't the only concern, as there are other environmental issues as well with the production of meat. Man's desire for meat has caused a series of problems that have been poorly addressed. It also requires much less land to produce a product such as the Impossible Burger compared to raising cattle. Those who care about the planet will want meatless alternatives to their favorite foods in hopes of lessening their environmental impact and carbon footprint. Doing something as small as eating less meat can have a significant effect on the environment if it's something we all do together. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! Meatless alternatives may be safer. Is it safe? Is what safe? It seems every year there is a restaurant in the news dealing with foodborne illnesses. There are a whole host of contamination issues when it comes to meat. Using meatless alternatives can be one way to avoid some foodborne illnesses. There will always be a risk of getting sick no matter if the burgers are meatless or not. Cleanliness is a massive concern of any kitchen, regardless if it's inside a restaurant or a home. But there are specific pathogens when it comes to meat and also health concerns when it comes to the slaughter of animals. There are also no worries about hormones or antibiotics since the burger itself is made from vegetable matter. Consumers are beginning to shy away from meats that have been given medication in one form or another. Ooh, I think there was something funny in that hippie. Antibiotic-resistant superbugs are one of the many reasons behind people wanting to switch away from meat where the animals were given antibiotics. Time will tell if it's safer to eat meat substitutes produced this way compared with actual meat. Anything from a living, breathing animal can bring with it a multitude of sicknesses. You've probably heard quite a bit about swine flu over the years. That doesn't mean that highly processed foods don't contain any risk. The entire process from start to finish can be a potential landmine of hazards when producing entirely fake food. There's the risk of foodborne illnesses from uncleanliness and also the risk of debris and foreign objects getting into the product as well, but it's still less risky overall. Besides, I ain't afraid of cancer. I had broccoli for lunch. The Impossible Burger contains no cholesterol. Don't you worry about cholesterol, lung cancer, love handles? What's the one thing that everyone worries about when eating at a fast food restaurant? It's not whether or not they offer free refills on your favorite soda pop. Everyone is always concerned with the amount of artery-clogging cholesterol in the food. You may be surprised to find out that the Impossible Burger has no cholesterol in it at all. No means zero. That's right, you won't have to worry about your ticker when it comes to eating this burger. Though you should be a little wary for other reasons. I'm talking, of course about man bear pig.
You may be surprised to learn that the Impossible Burger is high in carbohydrates and fat. It has more saturated fat than beef and more sodium as well. The fat primarily comes from the coconut oil that's used to make the patty fatty like a regular burger. The sodium is increased for flavor and presentation. No one should consider the Impossible Burger super healthy food. Just because there's no meat in the patty doesn't mean that it's necessarily great for you. But is it a healthier alternative to a beef burger? Yes, thanks to it having no cholesterol unlike red meat. When it comes to the chicken of America, I prefer the white meat to the dark. Bill Gates has invested in the company. Okay, this is something you really like to eat. Hamburgers. Yes, that Bill Gates. He's the co-founder of Microsoft. That guy has a ton of money, and he just plopped down $75 million to invest in the company behind the Impossible Burger. It should be noted that it is believed that they've raised $300 million so far with a series of rounds of investing. There isn't much known about the other people who have invested in the company as of yet. A level of secrecy has surrounded the company since its very conception. Bill, Peter's an antitrust lawyer with the Justice Department. There is a multitude of reasons behind it, and it's probably due to the enormous amount of technology behind making a product such as this. In some ways, Bill Gates is a perfect match considering that he has always been on the cutting edge of technology. Bill Gates in recent years has turned his attention to solving many of the world's biggest problems. He's tackled the environment and issues with clean water and the foundation ran by him and his wife. It's not too surprising that he would want to take a giant leap in an eco-friendly endeavor that could feed people nutritious meat alternatives while also being easier on the environment than raising animals. The legacy he wants to leave is apparent, and by investing in companies such as this one, he's helping move the world in the direction where positive change is possible. So here's the question. What will you do with it? Snag an impossible burger at White Castle. All right, everybody, strap in. We're going to White Castle. Has all this talk about the Impossible Burger made you want one? If so, then you should head to your local White Castle. You already love their little sliders that you can eat a whole sack full of. Let's just be honest and say those sandwiches are some of the tastiest treats in the world of fast food. You only feel guilty about eating them when you're looking at the bottom of the bag. That's when you realize that all those little sandwiches add up. They are a great snack if you can somehow order anything less than a whole bag of them. What if you can enjoy Enjoy the White Castle sliders you know and love without the meat. You can do just that by ordering one of the meatless varieties. The real fun is ordering a regular slider and an Impossible Burger slider. Try both of them and see which one you think is best. Could you end up liking the meatless version more than your old-time favorite? There's only one way to find out, and that's to order one. Answer received, enlightenment achieved. You should be aware that the sandwiches are about twice the size of the typical slider found at White Castle. That means you have two times the enjoyment if you like the sandwich. White Castle is the first of many fast food restaurants that will end up having the Impossible Burger on their menu. That in itself will be good news if you find out that you like the meatless burger. It's also good news if you're a recently converted vegetarian who has a craving for meat. Go ahead and give one of these sliders a try. They may satisfy your desires for flesh. If they do, then you'll be extra glad when other fast food joints follow course and offer their own burgers made without the meat. You know what's so good about it? It's how unremarkable it is. There's more than just burgers coming down the pike. In fact, the cow is not even trying anymore. Don't be surprised when you start to see the Impossible Burger and products that aren't burgers. That doesn't make sense. 
Does it? Well, it does if you think about what the Impossible Burger is. It's a replacement for ground beef. There are all kinds of fast food items that contain ground beef. Did a certain fast food chain that rings your bell with spicy goodness come to mind? If so, then you get the drift. Other restaurants that don't serve burgers are testing out this meat alternative. Tacos, chili, and salads are just a few of the things you should expect to see this meat substitute in. Come home to Simple Rick. Any food items that contain ground beef could technically be replaced with Impossible Burger. Who knows? You may even see it someday soon crumbled up on top of a pizza. The sky's the limit when it comes to what can be done with something as versatile as a replacement for ground beef. The fast food industry as a whole is always looking for something new to entice people to come into their restaurants. If they feel the Impossible Burger will do that, then it will be on their menus. You won't find the Impossible Burger at any grocery stores. You can look, but you're not going to find it anywhere. However, it's said that the Impossible Burger may be sold in the not-so-distant future in supermarkets. As of now, the Impossible Burger can only be found at restaurants. Some of the reasoning behind that may be supply chain issues. The company behind this marvelous creation is still relatively new, and they no doubt have problems with being able to roll out their product on a massive scale. If the Impossible Burger is a hit at your local burger hotspot, then it's likely it'll be on a grocery store shelf near you sometime soon. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. You can always find more great Babbletop videos right here. Just tap on that screen. And if you haven't joined... Okay, so those were the top 10 untold truths of the Impossible Burger and why it might be beneficial for you to trade in your beef burger for the Impossible Burger. So let's go on to our next video clip. It's called Trying Burger King's Impossible Whopper from CNET. CNET is a website that publishes reviews, news, articles, blogs, and podcasts and videos on technology and consumer electronics. So let's see what they have to say about trying Burger King's Impossible Whopper. This was posted two months ago. The Impossible Burger is kind of the Tesla of food, if you think about it. It's full of new technology, it seeks to disrupt its sector, and it has inspired thousands of sometimes heated conversations about the future. But one thing it hasn't been all this time is widely available in restaurants. That may be about to change. The Impossible Burger is coming to Burger King. The Impossible Burger Patty will be available in the Whopper at 59 St. Louis Burger Kings to start, and likely the other 7,000 plus nationwide later on this year. But I'm neither in St. Louis nor willing to wait, so we're gonna have it our way. Yes, hi, I need uh, eight Whoppers, done as follows please. I need two with cheese, two without cheese, and then I need two without beef with cheese, and two without beef without cheese. Okay, it looks good. That should do it. Okay, $28.71. Thank you. Thank you. $28. Okay, now that we've got what Burger King brings to the party, and a lot of it, let's go get the other piece. Let's go to Impossible. Impossible is headquartered in Silicon Valley and they're waiting for us with the technically correct grill. 
All right, so this is, I call this a grill. You pros call this something else. Yeah, it's a conveyor broiler. Conveyor broiler. I see the thing moving, and inside there's a broiler, and this is what's really used at a Burger King restaurant, right? That's exactly right. Okay, this, the grill marks come from those things. They do. Okay, now I know where. And it takes its little journey. How long's the journey? Uh, about two minutes and 35 seconds. Now, yes. you've got some of the patties here. These are the ones that I are do. actually gonna go to Burger King. Now, show me what that looks like, and it looks a little different to me from the ones that I've seen. Indeed. But tell me what's going on here technically. Yeah, so technically we changed a little bit to, to make sure that it fit the bun uh, in the in the Burger King system. Yeah. Uh, we, we worked very hard and long to make sure that that perfect bite was achieved as soon as you bit into your first Impossible Whopper. So tell me about the idea of the size, because I know if you go to a quick serve restaurant and you get a burger, you do not want to come up with a mouthful of just bread and lettuce. That's exactly right. So the diameter of this patty fits the bun perfectly. We have a very low level of shrinkage with Impossible. Why is that? Uh, it just doesn't shrink like traditional 80-20 uh, ground beef. There's coconut fat that responds about the same way as beef fat does. Okay. Here you can see the white specks here. Um, as it cooks, those render uh, throughout the cooking process. So as you can see, these little coconut specks, just modeling itself after an 80-20 lean to fat ratio beef. The 2.0 formula meant what? Well, you know, the 2.0, the, the transition from 1.0 to 2.0 really gave us the ability to access different pieces of equipment because they responded better to high heat temperatures um, hot holding, there were a number of improvements, vast improvements. This is all restaurant talk, I like it. Yeah. Hot well, holding is when something's in a hot area waiting to be served, right? Correct. So you did some additional engineering in the 2.0 to get this thing to like all those restaurant style environments. As well as textural components, nutritional components, we have improved everything about this product. Impossible says one of their biggest updates that swayed BK was getting the patty to survive the death-defying drop at the end of the broiler's conveyor. Now, you're making this announcement on April 1st, so I have to I have to ask, is there anything I should know? Pat Brown is Impossible's founder. You could sort of think of it as a meta April Fool's joke in the sense that people will get a burger that they will actually believe is made from an animal and be told it's made from plants and think it's an April Fool's joke, and it's not. So it's kind it's of a, a, me a, meta, okay. a meta April Fool's joke. We're making meat from plants. That's never been done before. People have made plant-based replacements for meat, but they haven't made plant-based meat. Okay, so after all the understanding of what we're talking about, the science and technology that went into it, the tools and machinery that are going to be used to grill it, it all comes down to one thing for the customer. What's it like when I pull it out of the wrapper? Now here is one of those Whoppers we bought at the local Burger King, right? Now we know what this looks like here. We've disassembled one there. And you can see here's the grilled side of it. Let's compare that to the Impossible. It's going to go into that Whopper. You can see more regularity on this side. The Impossible goes in and comes out with the right shape, the right size. Because of what it's made of, it doesn't have this kind of shrinkage going on and some different shaping to it. All right, let's assemble our very own custom, not yet available in Silicon Valley, available in Silicon Valley, Impossible Whopper. Okay, now you can see from the outside, look pretty similar, but the key, I think, is to cut in here now. And let's see what these guys look like when they're cross-sectioned. So there is our traditional Whopper, and here, is our Impossible Whopper. 
Okay, I've never played with food so much in my life and not actually tasted it. Let's get a bite now of the Impossible Whopper. This is pretty accurate we've assembled here. These are real Whoppers with real Impossible patties that are going to Burger King. This is all the real deal. All you're missing is the Burger King employee. Sorry, I can't help that. Let's see what we got here. Now, I've had Whoppers, I know what they taste like. You know what's so good about it? It's how unremarkable it is. It's just like the Whopper you know. And that expected sameness and normalness is really the big story here. Come along with some kind of a plant-based patty or something that takes you a different direction, and consumers quickly feel schooled as if what they've been eating isn't what they should have been eating. And over and over, studies say the consumers will push back on that and say, don't judge me, don't criticize me, I like what I like. This should print as what they like. One place the Impossible Whopper will be different is price, costing about a buck more than a standard Whopper. In an industry where wars have been fought with items that often cost just a dollar. But if you give them our burger, a very large majority of them say they would definitely buy it, okay? And would be willing to pay a premium for it. Similar surveys reveal that if consumers do spend the money and make the choice, it's for taste and their own health first, with the good of the environment and animals a pretty distant second. But neither Impossible nor Burger King can know for sure, as nobody has done plant-based meat in a restaurant at this scale. All right, so that's their take on trying Burger King's Impossible Whopper, and I guess it'll be coming out in a couple months, but it's not available right now. Now let's go to the video clip, uh, Dr. Reviews Meatless Burgers. We might not have enough time to get all the way through it, but we'll see what he has to say. I just ordered six different burgers, five of them being vegetarian, one of them being beef. Will I taste a difference? Which one will I like better? Are vegetarian burgers actually healthy? Enjoy your burgers. I'm coming fresh off my 30-day vegan challenge. I hope you enjoyed watching it last week. During my 30-day vegan trial, I actually ate some vegan burgers. And since they're all the rage, I decided to put them to the test. I wanna focus on three things here, looking at all the nutrition facts. First, calories. Impossible Burger rings in as the most calorie dense. 710 calories when compared to 630 for the Beyond Burger, 650 for a regular burger, and the lowest being the quinoa at 510 calories. Next, I wanna to jump to the sodium content. I didn't expect this, but the meatless burgers actually have really high sodium contents, more than the actual beef burger. The beef burger has 780 milligrams of sodium, but the Beyond Patty has 950, and the Impossible has 1210. Even the quinoa has 730. It's clear that these meatless burgers are trying to up the flavor by putting more salt in there, 
which can be problematic for those who have high blood pressure or heart disease. That can put a lot of strain on the heart. And the final macronutrient I wanna focus on is protein. I would think the beef burger would have the highest amount of protein, but that's not true. Impossible Burger, 47 grams of protein compared to the beef, 39 grams, compared to the Beyond Burger, 33 grams. And then the rest of these, the black bean, sweet potato, and quinoa are in the low 20s. Why is that important? Well, first of all, you need protein to sustain muscle, especially for myself, because you know I'm trying to be a muscular person. But also because you need protein to feel satiated, meaning to feel full. Having the Impossible Burger have 47 grams of protein will mean that you'll eat it and probably feel very full. As opposed to the Sweet Potato Burger, only 20 grams of protein, you still may be hungry after eating that one. I'm ready to try these burgers. I wanna know what they feel like on my tongue, what they smell like, what they taste like, and for you to get my rating. All right, it's time to blindfold myself with a tie. Gray what? Christian who? I'm ready for my first burger. Give him a little shuffle. I didn't see the stack. Why is everyone <laughs> denying the fact that I'm an honest human being? I'm gonna talk about three things on each of these burgers. One is the scent, the mouth feel, as I like to call it, the mouthiness, and then taste. And then I'll give it a out of five stars, I guess. I, I feel like that's reasonable. <sighs> Ooh, that warm brioche bun. All of them have the same ingredients, by the way. Scent-wise, I already smell vegetables. It almost smells like a sweet potato, but I don't want to judge it just yet. All right. Oh, no. I know which one this is. This is the bean one for sure. This is never gonna trick anyone to say that they're eating meat. Five big piece of life. That has thing in my teeth. Mouthiness, I would say I can mouth and feel the bean, which is kind of weird. It doesn't taste like a regular burger. The fact that it has standard ingredients like lettuce and tomato and cheese makes it taste better, but it has a little bit of sweetness to it. And that taste, right away you get the bean thing hitting you right in the face like you're eating a Chipotle burrito or something. I'll probably give this two out of five. Sorry, bean burger. Next, time to hydrate. Okay. This one smells decent. Oh my God, this could be, this could be, this could be beef. <sighs> it smells really good. I really feel like this is beef. Let's give it a taste. See, I think this one's trying to be beef really hard. I'm still getting a little vegetable-y kick. This is really good. There's something about it that I'm not buying that it's meat. There's just something. There's like a little mouthfeel is really good though. Really Okay, so if you want to hear more about what he's saying, you can go to YouTube. It's called Doctor Reviews Meatless Burgers, but we're kind of out of time. So we have to end our show. Uh, if there's any ideas out there, that you would like to hear about on the show, like the Impossible Burger, you can email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. So if you have any ideas on what you would like to hear on the show, you can get a hold of me in those three ways. Also, if you have a product that you would like to talk about, your experiences, whether it was good, whether it was bad, or just average, 
You can also email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. Next week, I probably will have a lot to talk about of my experiences with a contractor that we have here at the house that is not making me very happy. So I'll, uh, that's an example of, say, something you would like to, a product or service you would like to talk about that you can get in touch and email me about it. Uh, I'll probably be talking about that next week. So, this is the Consumer Review Report on WMCK.FM. I'm Diane Rebecca, wishing everyone a safe and good week.